Welcome back to Almost Famous Minute, where we're discussing the 2000 Cameron Crow film Almost Famous, one minute at a time. I'm Eric Nash from Watchmen Minute. Hey, I'm Tyler Boudreaux from Wildcat Minute. And I'm Chad Burdette. I write the comics blog for the Times Union in Albany, New York. Hey guys, welcome back for, uh, I think, a third week, is that right? Yeah, I mean... The, the 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 listeners don't know this, but we took a we took a a, a couple weeks break in between recording. So. Right. You mean I was sitting here talking to myself the whole time? Yeah, <laughs> certainly not <Gosh>. me. <laughs> um, yeah, and back in the back in the old days of of uh, of the movies by minutes genre, it was it was people really had, thought it had to be done daily, and and the good old joke of sleeping on someone's couch overnight. <laughs> the big joke. Yeah, well, well me and my sister record together, so I mean that that's basically how it is. We li- we live together still, yeah. so. <laughs> but uh hey, uh what minute is this, Eric? Yeah, this is a uh, minute 54. <laughs> and it starts with Jeff explaining the roles in the band again, déjà vu, and ends with Russell telling William he's only interested in real and that's R E A L, not R E E L. Russell's a big fan of real big fish. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of a house party, they go fishing. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, this is just more of Jason Lee kind of going off, which is always fun for me. Yeah, he starts off this minute with the. Uh, leader of this band, you know, calling, you know, Russell supposedly supposedly, supposed to be the leader of this band. But things have gotten out of hand. (laughs) And now we're trying to rhyme? (laughs) I mean, I was hoping someone would pick it up, but it's fine. (laughs) And and he brings it right back to the the t-shirt. He says, says, but your direction allowed this t-shirt when Russell allowed Dick to manage us. That's a fun line because I, I guess we know that Dick is the name of the manager, but it sounds like it's a fun nickname that he's throwing out. <laughs> that Dick, <laughs> you allowed that Dick to manage us. I was like how they call whose name is Dick. They call William the enemy, so they so yeah. he, so he calls the manager Dick. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he was just using Dick in a uh, general term. Just just general Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Not a major Dick. Oh, we're not far enough into this to cut to the um to cut to the Adam and Eve ad, but uh, now would be a oh, good yeah. time. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, have, we'll have to bring up uh, Dick again in a minute. <laughs> I, I I mean, there something does come up with Dick. Uh, Dick's coming up later. Um. Yeah. Dick's... Oh boy. <laughs> um, but back to back to the T-shirt. He he, he then ends this little this part of his diatribe with, with the t-shirt is everything. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's all very, you know, it's, it's, it's to him. It's just this big metaphor. It's this, you know, it, it, the way it looks and, and how it came to be even more so that it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like a good t-shirt because Dick is the manager. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I guess this is a question we haven't asked yet, but like, what is the backstory of this t-shirt? Cause did, did Russell and Dick like have a conversation about what this shirt was going to look like without consulting the rest of the band? Or was this something with the studio or. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. You know, yeah. Publishing studio, anyone else over their heads that would have been involved with that. But you know, some, I mean, someone would have had to have made the decision to, you know, make the other guys out of focus, blurry, in the shadow type thing, the, the way they look. They could have gone for the artsy, uh, been going for the artsy picture, though. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just picturing, like, every other album, like, cover I've ever seen, but, like, w- with one person in focus and everyone else in in fuzz, like the uh, like the Blue Album Weezer album cover, or any Weezer album cover, I guess. Yeah, that <laughs> that, that would be interesting to, to, to start creating... A whole bunch of other album covers with that kind of a look, <laughs> and and you know which which band member you're choosing, <laughs> you know let's 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 have it be Ringo be the one that's in focus <laughs> and, <laughs> on, the, on the Abbey Road cover. <laughs> so yeah, so Jason Jason Lee's kind of going off. What what's what's his character's name? Russell or no? I'm sorry, Jeff Jeff Beebe is Jason Lee. Yeah. Jeff. Um, he's kind of going off. I it is a classic Jason Lee thing to kind of just be yelling at the other characters, um, because something's wrong, and he has a big like metaphor going on. <laughs> just seems like a a, a good Jason Lee th- trend. And the uh, what Billy Crudup eventually gets up and says, "Are can like can can we be can we say what we really mean now?" And I was like, "What what 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 were we doing before?" <laughs> I mean, wonder wonder if he was just being sarcastic. Hmm. I mean that yeah, that it kind of is something like someone someone yells at you and then you say, "Oh, how, how about you say what you really mean?" Yeah. 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 Hmm. I think what Russell was going for was like, "Is it my turn to talk now?" But yeah. Jeff doesn't even let that happen. He just keeps yelling at him. Well, and I mean, and Jeff's retort is, "This is the part where you quit." So, I mean, has this kind of happened before? Has Russell indicated he's thinking about quitting or, or maybe even say, I quit, but then pull, pulls a Costanza and shows up the next day? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I would just be blown off steam. And Russell, sa- Russell says, he, oh, right, I'm so, I'm so predictable. Pre- uh, predictable. And around, around here um, is because Jason Lee then says, um, uh, and can I say one more thing? Your looks have become a problem. And um, so what's happening in the in the like the editing and the directing is that we're kind of we're kind of cutting between these kind of medium shots between uh, Russell and Jeff. And so uh, Russell walks over to Jeff and it, it would theoretically be interesting if in that shot um, the the two shots kind of combined where, where he walks over to him and then like the two shots kind of become one except no they they we still maintain these two different perspectives that get edited between them but it's really jarring if you're paying attention because in between one shot where we can see Russell's medium shot and Jeff's medium shot is um when Dick appears out of nowhere behind Jeff <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that I've always kind of felt it was a little odd how things were people were placed and, and things were being said and, and it's like there's something was was cut out of here however this is not where we do have a deleted scene very shortly you know before the before the end of the minute 
but I mean, it's actually very, it's, it's very inconsequential in my opinion, but it, it, and, and there was something I'm pretty sure I thought this was where, um, there was a spot in a, in a script I have come across a, a more, um, you know, probably the shoot pretty, probably pretty close maybe to the shooting script that seemed to indicate, I thought, but I couldn't find it right before we came on. I was trying to figure that out, but, um, that indicated something about, uh, uh, drugs, you know, and, and kind of, you know, the heavier drugs where we really don't have any indication besides a little bit later that anyone takes any kind of, you know, anything, but, you know, with, with pot being a pretty light drug, at least, uh, from our, from our <laughs> point of view in 2020, um, but, you know, I forget exactly which drugs, too. I mean, whether it was cocaine or heroin, something along those lines. Um, that was, I guess, maybe in the script, but, you know, seemingly wasn't shot. Was was one thing that, even though Spielberg gave that indication to, to uh, Crow to shoot every word of this, that might have been one I think he, he just went ahead and, let's leave that out. Let's not have that. I just think the edit is jarring but, because... Yeah, it is a little jarring, though. Um, because what happens is because Jeff says the line about like, when you let Dick become our manager, we get this great cut to Dick and the drummer sitting on the couch and he's just kind of like looking ahead, like not like trying (laughs) to just ignore whatever's going on. Like shit, like everything's going wrong. (laughs) Don't, don't bring me into this. (laughs) Yeah. And that, but he's sitting so still, like, it'd be interesting if in that shot he got up and we'd be like, okay, that was him getting up. And then later on we see him next to Jeff and you're like, okay, that was movement. But instead we get him very still and then he appears like a ghost behind Jeff. Mm-hmm. In the very last frame of that shot, Dick does kind of look up, look up without, with only his eyes, you know, it's, <laughs> it's no, no head movement. And and wait, the way Ed is reacting to it over to, over at Dick. <laughs> what? Well, I feel for you. You know, this isn't good. And yeah, so Jeff says, uh, and can I say one last thing? Your looks have become a problem. Yeah. And and Russell actually kind of seems hurt by that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we see William's face at that point when that actually is said and William kind of scrunches his nose and then Russell does the same thing. Almost. They both have this. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> you you don't even hear. Well, you, you we do have the word what by from Russell in it, but it's I think it's pretty low in the mix. <laughs> it's, it's more just his look and, and, and mouthing the word. <laughs> I mean. In your guys' opinion, who's the who's the better looking of between the two, Jeff or Russell? <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. There is that full beard. <laughs> I'm a full yeah, beard no, guy yeah. <laughs> for Jeff. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, Billy Credup's a handsome guy, and I think he pulls off this kind of like George Harrison look pretty well. But I, hmm. I think I think Jeff is more attractive too. Oh. Russell seems to be more the um, unkempt, more unkempt of the uh, two. Hmm, yeah, I mean, hmm. just kind of doesn't really care, you know, what images you know portraying. Yeah, we we do have the scene earlier in, in the you know in the in the first the first uh, the first venue that uh, William is is with them uh, backstage where. Jeff is 
taking care of his hair with the shaving cream. It took me a while to realize that Billy Crudup, like what I recognized him from, because I recognized him from Big Fish, which is a movie that came out like oh, what, one yeah. or two I years later. In that. Yeah. Um, and and then once once I once I saw that, I like heard his voice exactly, and like saw it in his face. But it's wild because in Big Fish, he's got that such like slow, like slow bass, like vocal fry kind of tone. And in this movie, he's a little more lively. Yeah, and 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 also the other thing that kind of, I, the big thing I noted for the your, your looks have become a problem. That's when uh, with Dick there. I mean, you're you're talking about that a little bit yourself. Um, and Dick seems to know that's the end, you know, of this. You know, he he's you know Jeff is kind of walking away a bit, and as he does, Dick even gives him a little pat on the back, <laughs> you know, which isn't which isn't your normal, I think, pat on the back of you know the, at least that expression. That's the fake friendly pat on the back. Yeah, right. That's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, we're done here. Yeah, you know, you you've kind you've kind of been insulting me a bit here, you know, but I'll forgive you maybe, kind of, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm not, not going to he's not going to go pushing him, go actually start start any kind of physical fight, but but he's just kind of glad it seems to be ending, I think is what he's he's thinking. Hey, speaking of Dick's yeah. ending a scene, um, <laughs> should we cut to an ad? <laughs> That sounds good. <laughs> I was just looking at the time before that. Um, yeah, yeah, and with so with Dick's ending there, yeah, Dick's um, and you know, guys have some parts of the body that need uh, need uh, some uh, stimulation, <laughs> as do women, of course, and they often go together. <laughs> Just like Adam and Eve. Oh, yeah. um, and at adamandeve.com, you can get some free stuff if you uh, use our uh, our little uh, offer code, AFMPOD. Um, it's free stuff to spice up your bedroom. So when you uh, put the offer code in, uh, you get uh, free stuff. You can You get to select almost any one item for 50% off. And then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Um, again, just make sure to put in AFM POD at checkout. You'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts. And you can get a sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item that you'll both enjoy. On top of all that, you also get uh, six free spicy movies. And of course, there is free shipping. So just uh, remember to enter AFM Pod or that is AFMPOD at adamandeve.com when you're checking out. It's all happening. Now, Eric, sorry, sorry to interrupt your transition, oh, yeah. but when you say spice up the bedroom, you're not just talking about a, a flight club poster or a, a, a fat head of Rob Gronkowski, right? <laughs> sure. Not the, yeah, no, not those things. Not decorations we're talking about. <laughs> Although you could use them as decorations. <laughs> all right it's all happening it's all happening <laughs> so yeah we the, the scene is kind of wrapping up right because uh dick says everyone take five minutes and everyone starts walking out mm-hmm. yeah uh, uh larry you know you clearly see him putting down his guitar but you don't really see him walking out after he does that so it's it's a weird like where did he go exactly 
but it, there is there it definitely is i mean that, that could be an indication that there is this space where he was sitting down that's more over to the right from the, most of the shots that we have most of the, the, the shots with the lights these big lights on either side of this doorway if uh if he's over on the right and that's where that's where at the very end of the minute you know that's the way that russell and william leave too so it could make sense that he goes out that way as well but otherwise he's still in the room <laughs> if, if he is over on the left <laughs> there so it doesn't doesn't quite work out i don't think if if that were the case which is like kind of what i had in my head though but that he was over on the left and Russell's kind of the last one in the room. He kind of he's kind of doing that little thing where you like almost swear, but you like hold it in. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean he's, he's kind of like you know he's, he has his hands to his face. He's but <laughs> balling them up in fists at one point. <laughs> but then you know, and, and actually this is you know Williams left the, is leaving the room twice in in, in this instance when when we're taking it back just a little bit further than I was thinking. Um, William is left through those double doors that we see. With the, with the lights on each side, but but Russell calls him back, and and he's uh, you know he's saying uh, he wants to you know you know he's saying sorry to him, but he's saying come on he wants he wants to the two of them to hang out and find something real he says, um, and actually that's that's wait no yeah there, there's a little more to that out outside too about this real but. Um, but that's so. That's the big thing. Then is is that's supposed to be? I think you know, this added touch of humor that's at every so often. I mean, this isn't this isn't meant to be. I don't think this is this isn't your f- normal full full blown comedy. <laughs> that's for sure. But like any decent drama or or what have you, uh, you should get some comedic moments in here and there. So it, it's it's William ducking back into the room to steal that shirt that was that's been on the chair that's been the topic of conversa- conversation of the argument i also think that there's a good moment when russell um shouts out to william to come back it's a good moment that like it's not necessarily the type of thing that's in the script right because he calls out mm-hmm. to william and he's like hey and it's like aggressive sounding because he's mad mm-hmm. and th- and then william turns around and he's like wait no hey i'm just like sorry and then he yeah grabs him he like grabs him and hugs him yeah he's, um, he's afraid that may, maybe that's what the sorry is really for is that he's afraid that william might think that hey was was a uh, kind of a mean hey yeah so that's the sort of thing where like that's like an acting moment that probably wasn't in the script it was just like oh like that's like that's realistic and how real life would work well, and it's a point where that, you know, he knows they need to leave to the one side or something as well as an actor, you know, thinking about staging and, and so and blocking and staging and all that. And and he could be from from a truly actor point of view, he could be a little upset, you know, maybe that came out in that. Um, but but he does recover very well by saying sorry if, if that if that wasn't all meant. Yeah. Well, I kind of I kind of took it as, you know, he since he just during that whole uh, discussion, not discussion, but uh, during uh, all that, he just kind of sits there and kind of stews. And then he, he kind of takes it out on William instead of mm. he un- unknowingly takes it out on William. Yeah. The anger he yeah. has at Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Russell really did let Jeff 
have his way, have his, or not his way, his, his, uh, g- get his frustrations out. You know, he, he did, he did sit there for quite a while for these past couple minutes. Um, but, but did, uh, but did, you know, stick up for himself at the end a bit. And, but then, uh, he got thrown back at him. <laughs> the thing that really confused him about his looks. And then, yeah, we cut out to outside there. They're apparently in Topeka. Well, well and, re- and real quick, though. So this is the point. Apparently, it's just, I mean, it's it's a fraction of a second, something less than a second, <laughs> really, uh, of, of a longer shot on, in the theatrical cut of this blank, empty space. <laughs> so, yay for oh, I would have liked that. Out that little bit of time. <laughs> I would have liked a little moment just to breathe there. <laughs> I could totally see myself taking the t-shirt too. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a good thing that he has this, uh, you know, William's been carrying around the bag and, and mostly I think with, you know, for the notebooks and maybe tape recorder, what have you, and maybe a couple other incident items. And we, we see much later in the movie as well. (laughs) Some other things he was, he's taken (laughs) that could kind of get accidentally spilled out in a certain little scene. Um, but yeah, that's why, why not grab that shirt? Well, that's like a rare collectible, right? Because that's probably the only one that's ever going to circulate. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. So then we're outside, and and like you were saying, Topeka, and this this is definitely uh, the other thing that was helping me uh, realize I made a little mistake a few minutes ago when when we had deleted scene, and I thought we we're we had already been through Topeka and. Such is the life of the movies by minutes and, and getting confused on when you are in the movie, <laughs> when you're taking notes on other minutes and going to record on these and editing others. Get thrown a little around a little bit. But um, so Russell continues his thing about the re- real stuff. And he, what he's saying is from on from here on out, I'm only interested in what is real. Real people, real feelings. And one thing to note, you know, here for the coming minutes, and unfortunately, when you guys aren't going to be with us, but um, oh man, we do we do have some. That's you know, this is when we 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 then also see they're they're kind of behind him. They're po- pointing that that Russell that 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 you know they know who he is that that, that he's there. He's walking away from the from the venue, and and uh, they do barely seem like they might start following him. But we and we get certainly get to see more of that uh, continue. I would love a a hard day's night chase se- sequence in this movie <laughs> where they just all start running comically. <laughs> the the only running I can really uh, just William running and with Penny a little bit too, and then and then Jeff Beebe kind of running after the bus <laughs> a few minutes ago as well. So. Yeah, Russell's only interested in what is real. So to him, I guess, Jeff and all that drama is mm-hmm. fake and like artificial and mm-hmm. uh, what's, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? Like superficial even, um, just drama, like band drama. And he's, yeah. I, I don't know if what's real is like the music because maybe the music isn't even real. It's kind of just this existential, like he's so in his head and he wants to like focus What's your guys' take on it? I guess. I, I kind of agree. I think you know he's he he's you know they've been down this road before, and he knows that 
nothing's really going to, you know, come out, you know, come of it and it's going to happen again. And, you know, just, you know, it, it happens, you got to deal with it and move on. <laughs> and I guess the interesting thematic thing for the movie is that who Russell turns to when he wants something that's real is William, because if he's this kind of journalist who's supposed to be the enemy, it's ironic that he's the one that feels real. But then again, he's a 16 year old kid and that like, that's pure, that's innocent and that's real to Russell. Well, and he definitely gets gets some more real people coming up. Um, <laughs> and it's not the, from when I was a kid, I, I, w- I would bet, I'm sure Tyler doesn't know, but maybe Chad knows. I just, I just looked it up real quick because I was like, oh yeah, this is something. I'm, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure this is something. Um, the, the TV show from 79 to 84 called Real People. There's a little, little bit of... Or pre pre Big Brother Survivor or what have you, Real World, Real World really was probably the big one when I was a, when I was a little bit older of uh, <laughs> reality television. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think Russell would be interested in Real World or any Real Housewives yeah. <laughs> or anything. <laughs> Maybe Real Sex. I don't know. <laughs> hey, speaking of Real Sex, how about that ad? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we already know that. <laughs> one ad per show one, or one one Adam and Eve ad per show Rolling down highway 41. Um. yeah uh, any other notes by either of you like I said uh, back at the beginning of the first of these three minutes we've had no music it's just been really crazy in my <laughs> mind that, that for such a music heavy movie unfortunately for you guys no no music so so you should you should both get back on it for at least one episode maybe sometime down the road i'll come on in the the 30 seconds when the wind by cat stevens is playing (laughs) (laughs) because that mood that song should be on every soundtrack for some reason right just Uh, bottle rocket and almost famous and it's in rushmore i think or or, or, yeah i'm sorry rushmore that's what i meant Yep. Which is weird because those came out within two years of each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just a couple years before this, too. Um, the year so, I was yeah. born, 1998. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, be <laughs> quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Tyler, let's uh, go over talk about. You can talk about your history with the movie. Yeah. So, obviously, uh, well, not obviously, but I did not see this movie in theaters in the year 2000. Um, I, I suppose it's theoretically possible if I was a two-year-old at the movie theaters. Um, I was taken to concerts as a baby. Um, so, like, would it put it past my parents, but not to movie theaters, probably. Um, and so, yeah, I I watched this movie probably on HBO or Stars or something sometime growing up when I was 12 or 13 or 14 when this kind of movie my dad maybe put it on and it's the sort of thing where you're watching it on cable. So you, you catch it like half an hour in or yeah. 45 minutes in and you're kind of just like, like my dad explains the context and like what's going on. <laughs> I, is this a common experience for you guys? I, like a lot of movies in my history are, are like that. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, I, I even just recently because of another 
podcast. Um, I I did I did a rewatch of I hadn't seen it since I was a teenager. I'm pretty sure of uh, Dirty Harry. It's like yeah, I mean you know I know I've seen I know I've seen good good chunks of it you know, but seeing it from the actual very beginning, <laughs> purposefully purposely in this age of streaming, is uh, quite uh, quite satisfying. And it is wild because like the first ten minutes of this movie are like, like when he's like a little yeah. kid and not not even like the main actor, so it is kind of jarring to get all like the Zoe Deschanel set up, and then like she doesn't really come until the end. She's kind of like a bookend on the movie. Yeah, right. It's also weird to think like the movie ends so abruptly too, and so yeah, it's weird. Um, so yeah, my history with the movie. Yeah, I guess I I. So I watched it on cable or something. And I, at some point I had seen the whole movie through and then I, I watched it. I watched it around one year ago. Now um, um, I was, I was dating this girl and we were throwing on a movie and she wanted like uh, we were scrolling through uh, some streaming service. And I don't know if you guys know like the DVD cover, but it's just kind of Kate Hudson with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And so I guess she, like, she probably thought it was a different type of movie than it was, because <laughs> she was like, "That lo- that looks good. Let's watch that." And I was like, "Oh yeah, Almost Famous. That's a great movie. Let's throw that on." And then I don't think she was as into it as she was hoping. <laughs> well, if she was, I mean, if, if she realized, if she knew that that was Kate Hudson, she could have been thinking this was more of a rom com type movie. Yeah, I. So it's it's hard to tell, but um, it's it's weird because like. I mean, I like this movie, uh, but it's not like it's like for me, it's like a movie that you would watch like every couple of years, you know, throw it on, just check back in with it because it's pretty good. But not nothing like it, this movie didn't change my life or anything. Um, doesn't really give me like the the deep feels, but it like it's it's like a good movie for me. So I like yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I was trying to explain this to my dad earlier, but like. If I wanted to watch a Billy Credit movie, I'd watch Big Fish. And if I wanted to watch a Jason Lee movie, I'd watch like Chasing Amy or something. So this this movie is kind of like a, this weird middle space of like, it's not really like hitting any boxes. But I not not to not not to diminish the fun I've had coming on this show because I <laughs> I enjoy talking about it. And, and Eric has dedicated, you know, each minute to this movie, and that's what you say. Well, the thing with Watchmen was that we actually even had a couple people, and, and one, 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 one pretty well-known person um, as being a, a pretty big hater of of that movie. I mean, he's a lover of the comic, but pretty bit, really big hater of the movie. I, I got one more story, and then we can move on. Oh yeah, sure. It's real quick. Um, so a couple weeks ago, my sister was on this podcast, yeah. um, and she was giving the movie a full re- rewatch, which. I didn't do. I caught, I caught a couple scenes while she was watching it, which is what mm-hmm. why I felt comfortable enough not to give it a full rewatch, um, just for you. Um, but I came in while she was watching it, and I said, "Is he famous yet?" And she said, <laughs> "Almost." And I I thought that was good. <laughs> so that's that's the dad joke of this movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I I think we made it just. A few a few weeks ago, for the first time, or, or maybe maybe even been a good couple months ago, when someone else I think may may have done the joke, and I might have even redone it, stole it. 
All right. Yep. Um, uh, So that's it for me. Great. Thanks, Tyler. (laughs) And now to Chad, if uh, since we're gonna really, really go into the ramping up of ending ending the show, but um, you get to plug away in greater detail the projects you're working on. Okay. Well, uh, I um, currently write the uh, comics blog for the Times Union here in New York or Albany, New York. Uh, Things have been a little slow since we have been. in quarantine and they basically stopped publishing comics for probably oh it was probably about a month or so um but during that you know but even before that i i have also been uh writing for doing some freelance writing for uh comic book resources i uh write some write uh, some of the lists po- list posts which which are fun because it makes me uh, want to have to go back and you know read old um, old stuff as research. Um, but also, what I've been doing is I've been uh, doing uh, interviews over uh, video uh, streamyard. Um, it started off with a couple friends uh, that Eric and I both know. Uh, they were doing some kickstarters, and so I interviewed them to help them promote their kickstarters and then it's just kind of evolved into trying to find stuff to put up on the uh channel i had a couple interviews with a couple i would say they're they're big name creators i have another one coming up on um uh on thursday and then i also have one coming up with a uh, certain host of this show (laughs) Yeah, and by by the time you, you're hearing this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> by the time you're hearing this, I think I think that'll probably have been up uh, roughly in the past week, maybe. Yeah, um, roughly, sometime during this this three week or two week period of these three episodes. Yeah, and it's the if you're looking for, uh, I don't. There's a Facebook where I post all the the videos are are up on my YouTube channel. It's the Comics Multiverse. Um, I have a Facebook page. I kind of just been kind of, i also write news for the this uh fan run sites called comic watch so i do that uh keeping busy i mean along with my other regular jobs and my uh being a father to a three and a half year old so oh, yeah. <laughs> well that's yeah that's great and i i uh i did enjoy uh uh giving my first video interview <laughs> being part of that and uh people should be able to find that uh please subscribe to my youtube channel because it makes it makes my ego feel good (laughs) (laughs) okay well so so uh chad and tyler thanks so much for uh joining us for these uh these three episodes these three minutes uh 52 through 54 yeah thanks for having me Uh, yeah well you know tyler said that this was kind of a movie that he would uh you know, just kind of watch if it was on. And honestly, I would say this is one of my maybe top 25 movies. And even though I don't watch it on a regular basis, I I still, I still love the premise of it being a movie about music and bands and touring and stuff like that. So I, I and I, and I saw it in theaters, but it, it's, I, it's, it's one of my memories. I think 
I, I'm going to age myself right now. I, yeah. I think Almost Famous was one of the movies that I first uh, purchased when I joined the Columbia House DVD Club. Oh. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> well, if I if I could just build on that, yeah, it's interesting because I love I love all movie like I tend to love all movies that are like about bands, um, like literally like all my favorite movies includes things such as. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, A Hard Day's Night, That Thing You Do, like all movies about bands. And some of those are a stretch, obviously, but. And just this one is like, oh, yeah, I like it in general, but it's not one of my favorites. So. Yeah. Very cool. So on Facebook, you at facebook.com slash almost famous minute you can find that's our page you can go there and like that but then uh make sure you also get into the group the band-aids listener society um and then also uh twitter and instagram are both uh at almost famous men and uh otherwise uh just make sure you uh, uh go and listen to a few other podcasts on the pantheon podcast network that we're on uh, uh feels like weezer is definitely one um Another favorite of mine is No Filler. A couple, couple great uh, guys. Uh, actual, bro- actually, they're brothers. Um, is my understanding. Um, do that show. Deeper digs in rock and and muses, of course, is uh, somewhat related to this this show because it involves uh, uh, band aids or groupies. Um, so make sure you go to pantheonpodcast.com for um, for more of this type of show. About rock and roll. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Again, thanks so much again. Thanks, guys. Um, we hopefully maybe get you in for just a minute or two. Uh, I have a couple, just a couple, last couple little spots still. I think open uh, a good bit later in the movie at this point. I think. Um, I mean, not, not totally open, but just open for a, a next a, a second guest or co-host and guest. Um, so yeah, thank you guys both. And so this was Minute Fifty Four. We'll be back next week. With minute fifty-five. Until then, it's all happening. It's all happening. It's all happening. I am a golden god. it's nfl draft season and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football fantasypoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points fantasypoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play whether you play fantasy football daily fantasy sports or do a little bit of everything fantasy points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hanson, Scott Barrett.
Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any fantasy points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 